0: Hey, this is Dr. Crean. I am a board-certified family medicine physician, and I'm the owner of Brownstone Healthcare, where our mission is to take care of the everyday person who's overwhelmed and overworked and looking to live a healthy, happy, and whole life. We have a direct primary care service where you can pay $70 a month to have all access to meet your physician, have discounted labs, and imaging if needed. So you'd pay the $70 a month, no matter if you're insured, underinsured, or have no insurance at all. Call us at 205-202-5650 or go ahead on the roll today at
1: www.brownstonehealthcare.com. All
2: right, Barry, tell me a joke.
1: Okay, cool. I'm going to ask you a question. Which weighs the most, a pound of rocks or a pound of feathers? A pound of is- Well, my joke wasn't that good. You got it.
2: (laughs) 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 Mr. Barry McNeely was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Barry is a proud product of Birmingham City Schools. He has special insight into the civil rights movement in both the city and surrounding areas. Barry has served in various capacities at the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute for most of his professional career. He loves this magnificent city with all of its diversity emerging from its industrial past. In addition to introducing visitors to world-famous historical sites of Birmingham as a lecturer guide, he leads walking tours and takes visitors to to the city's historical neighborhoods and brings them along on a historical path of the American Civil Rights Movement. Mr. McNeely is also an experienced educator teaching locally in the Birmingham City School System and as an adjunct professor with University of Alabama at Birmingham. As a historian, Barry has been featured on local television and radio stations. Mr. McNeely has also appeared nationally on Lifetime Television's The Balancing Act and C-SPAN's American History Television. Barry,
1: give me a joke. Well, there was a physicist, an award-winning physicist who come up with a new theory, and he was sharing this theory, and everybody wanted to hear it. So he's traveling, and he's quite tired, and he's riding to the next place, and the driver looks and sees him and says, are you okay? And he says, I'm just a little tired of giving this same speech. And the driver says, you know, I know you are, because by now I know the speech. And so the physicist said, oh, you think you do? Yeah. So, well, they sat there and decided they were going to switch places. And so they switched hats and switched jackets. And when they got to their meeting spot, the driver went to the stage and gave the speech absolutely perfect. And then they got up and they said, does anybody have questions? And so one guy asked a question that was particularly difficult. And the driver looked him straight in the eye and said, you know, That question sounds difficult, but it's so simple. I think I'll let my driver answer that.
2: (laughs) That's a good one. That sounds like something I would do. (laughs) Now, why did the black scientist study microbiology?
1: I guess uh, he wanted to see the smaller things in life. (laughs) Good try.
2: But she did it for the culture. (laughs) (laughs) Culture, culture. Man, um, most people in the city of Barrie, in the city of Barrie, most people in the city of Birmingham and all over this country um, who have visited the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute If you've been to the Civil Rights Institute, you know Barry. And with the monumental growth going on there, I just thought it'd be so neat to bring my buddy on. So, your bio is perfect because it tells who you are, but... I get to hear out of your voice where you come from. Like, what schools did you attend and You know, what was growing up like? Did you play in the band? Um, you know, what? what were your parents like? Do you have siblings?
1: You know, tell me who you are. Well, I was born and raised here in Birmingham, Alabama, and I've lived here all my life. I have been blessed to be put in the path of people that wanted to invest in me.
2: I forgot. Throw your church story in there. I want to know what church and pastor. Go ahead.
1: Well, you you mentioned (laughs) church. Uh, It starts with my mother. My mother was a a Pentecostal minister. Okay. She was an evangelist, and she... Uh, Preached at many different churches around the city, around the state. Uh, I think the first time I ever went to Washington, D.C., my mother went there to preach in a revival. Okay. Uh, And today, um, I speak for a living. And I often give credit to my mother's voice. Yeah. Because when I'm speaking, I'm, I'm speaking from her spirit. Yeah, and it 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 her it, cadence, her, it her, never fails. Yeah, all of those things, yeah, you know, yeah. the intonation, all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how long it took me to realize that.
2: Yeah, you know, um, probably watching or hearing yourself, and you're like, "Wow!" I, at least that's what I do with my dad. You know,
1: I, I had somebody to tell me, "You just like your mother," <laughs> and and the thing is, is that I physically resemble her. You know, DNA, right? And of course, you know you used to people saying you're just like your mother. And I was like, well, you know, thank you. No, like, oh, no, no, no. What I mean the is, mannerisms. and they went in, yeah. and, and, and they, and I guess how it was you laugh, the whole thing. Yeah, and I, I, and I think it was uh, it was a spiritual thing because I needed to appreciate that not being with my mother any longer, and not being with my brothers any longer. We we grew up um, in poverty. In okay. Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, when we talk about the Birmingham City School System, I, due to that poverty, I went to eight different elementary schools. Wow. And two high schools. Wow. So I had the chance to experience the, the best of what the Birmingham City School System had to offer. Yeah. Uh, I graduated from Arthur Harold Parker High School. Yeah. And being there in terms of that investment in me. Right. Uh, there Class of? 89. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the T-shirt said, on time, in 89. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> but I had a teacher by the name of Wandra Weeks. Okay. Who, uh, you know, there's a phrase in education that we use, we say, in locos parentis. And that's Latin for in place of parent. mm And if anybody was my mother, outside of my mother, it was Ms. Wanda Weeks. Mm -hmm. She drove me into education because I wanted to be, for someone, what she was for me. Mm -hmm. At that same school, there was a man named Reverend Calvin Woods. Mm -hmm. And Calvin Woods was my guidance counselor. And he imbued me... With the importance of Birmingham, mm. um, and he put his arm around me. And when I left Parker High School, I left with an appreciation for human beings, but I also left with an appreciation for how special this city was. I went to Miles College, and Calvin. Did w- you
2: do anything at, at in high school? Extracurricular. Oh.
1: Oh, extracurricular. For, yeah. for me, extracurricular, I wanted to be in the choir. And we had a world-famous choir director, a man by the name of Perry Anderson. Yeah, And I'd been a musician uh, professionally since I was 13 years old. And so and when I got to park, I said, you know, I'm going to fix this choir. Yeah, And I went in with the full intention of fixing his choir and he sent me to the counselor's office, and I thought I was going to get a piece of paperwork or whatever, but when I got to the counselor's office, they had my schedule, and they had changed it, and I was no longer in the choir. So I have the distinction of probably being in Parker High School Choir the shortest time <laughs> of any living individual. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> but he, he determined that my musical uh, talents were uh, not choral. And uh, he helped me, even though I was a hip hop artist. Uh huh. He actually helped me with hip hop, being a choir director. Really. Yeah. And you might not think that they would be able to do that, but his knowledge of musical theory translated right into hip hop. But of course, we had to get over that bridge of me wanting to fix his choir. Yeah. But once we got over that bridge again, somebody that poured into me. Yeah. But I, as I was saying, I and left there. And then went on to Miles. I went on to Miles, and mm-hmm. I went from one Woods to another. Yep. I left Calvin Woods at Parker High School. And
2: went to Abraham. And Abraham.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I went there with this idea of how much I knew. And Abraham Woods helped me to learn three magic words while I was at Miles College. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He he made it so important for me to understand what I didn't know. Yeah. Because there was so much more I needed to know. Right. And having heard all my life from my aunt who was arrested at Lynn Park uh during the spring of sixty three, I always have to pause because I want to say she was arrested at Kelly Ingram, but she wasn't. She was arrested at Lynn. Uh But she always talked about how in the spring of 63 she was a senior and she brought a brand new dress to go to the prom and they shut down the proms because the kids was demonstrating. Uh And she said, I brought a brand new dress to go to jail. Uh And those kind of narratives that individuals such as her and Abraham Woods and Calvin Woods and others – they spent time sharing those things with me, and in the midst of them sharing those things, the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute opened.
2: And it was while you, we were at Miles that I met you. That, mm-hmm. that is my first—I um, wanted to go to um, your first fondest and funniest memory, whatever, and mine, my fondest memory is you at Miles— and we didn't really know each other well we'd speak coming and going in and class and then you ended up at the civil rights institute and from there i have i don't know how many times i've brought people there and from out of town i don't know how many you know local groups i've gone with and i've watched you turn into this master storyteller you know what I'm saying? You've made what seems to be very good, ide- uh, good decisions in your life. But if you had the opportunity to go back to an age, not to say you want to change it, but I mean that you have regrets. But if you could go back to an age, what age would you choose and what advice would you give that younger self?
1: I think that I would go back to 18. Okay. And I would tell myself to take my classes seriously Mm. before Miss Delphine Thurkill had to drop an F on my transcript that sent me to night school. When I went to night school, it deprived me of being able to perform. It deprived me of being able to record. And we had a very ambitious schedule. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that with that night school, I got the chance to think. Mm. And I got the chance to realize that you can't talk your way out of everything. And I learned from Mr. Kill. Love Mr. Kill to death to this day for giving me that F. Because that F set me on a path that has me sitting in front of you right now. But I wish I could have talked to myself before I had to get that F.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The only difference it would have made is you would have been in that seat last week instead of this week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um... Real quick, if you, um, oh, I'm sorry, your social media tags, do you want to give personal or the Civil Rights Institute or how can people catch you on social media? Is that your thing?
1: Well, I'm, I'm not that big of a social media person. I would invite everybody to follow the Institute on all of the Institute's platforms. Uh, it is our Institute. Yeah. Uh it it belongs to Birmingham. And we need to understand what's going on there so that we can be in a better position to support and learn from the various things that are constantly taking place. Outstanding. Uh, I'm on Instagram is just Barry McNeely.
2: Instagram is Barry McNeely, but what is it bcri.org?
1: That's my email address but my Instagram yeah that's, is so just, that's the website mm-hmm.
2: And what is what's the BCRI on Instagram or do they have Instagram?
1: It's Instagram uh, it is uh, Facebook, it's Twitter. all of your major social media platforms you can find the Civil Rights Institute.
2: Good well you guys I want you to f- check out those avenues so that when you visit and you must visit, our Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. You can see what's going on and you can come and meet Barry. Hello, I'm Greg Ramsey, a board certified family nurse practitioner and owner of Premier Healthcare Solutions. At Premier, we provide a full scale primary care and preventative healthcare services across the lifespan for adult men and women in a concierge fashion. We pride ourselves on transparency and unlimited access to our patients without the hassle of long wait times and hasty visits. Think of us as having your own medical provider on speed dial for any of your health care needs. For more information regarding our practice, please call 205-502-7241 or book an appointment online at premierhealth-care.com. Barry, what's your favorite charity?
1: I would say my favorite charity is the... Um, you know, there there are a couple. and, But I'd say off the top, I think that I would like for people to support the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute's Legacy Youth Leadership Program.
2: Tell us about the Youth Leadership Program.
1: Well, it goes back into uh, that story I was just telling you. I... I Um, truly believe that people along the way took interest in me and helped me to be who I am. And the Legacy Youth Leadership Program has been going on at the Civil Rights Institute since 2008. And what we do is we recruit young people from area high schools all over Jefferson County. We've had some students come from past Shelby County to take part. But what we do when we recruit these young people is we train them. Uh, They're special kids because they go to night school for 13 weeks voluntarily. Mm. And we have 13 weeks of training. And at the end of their training that takes place in the spring, uh, during the summer, they provide community service through uh, being ambassadors of the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. They take that narrative that is transformative, and they share it with people from one end of the globe to the other. And we have some students, like today, for example, one of our students now is a intern with uh, Terry Sewell. One of our interns uh, is a National Park Ranger, and they have just gone out and blossomed and have done so many things. And to me, it's just an honor and a humbling privilege to be a part of their journey.
2: Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you're going to make a financial donation. Okay. (laughs) But they're easy, I promise. (laughs) Regions Park or Rickwood Field?
1: Rickwood Field.
2: Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Botanical Gardens. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena?
1: I thought you were going to say Legion Field. You were going to chop me up right there. <laughs> Protective Stadium.
2: Don't laugh so fast. Crossplex or Legion Field?
1: <laughs> I'm still going to go Legion Field.
2: All right. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center?
1: Birmingham Zoo.
2: Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park?
1: Um, Sloss Furnace.
2: Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron?
1: Birmingham Barons.
2: Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions?
1: Birmingham Stallions. They're the truth.
2: (laughs) Alabama or Auburn?
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. My son and my wife both graduated from Auburn, so... Alabama.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Even though you still couldn't do it, huh? <laughs> I, I <can't> do it. <laughs> what about Alabama State and Alabama a Oh, we're
1: going to have to go State. My son just graduated from the Alabama State University.
2: Outstanding. Well, congratulations to him. Yes. What's your zodiac sign? I'm an Aquarius. What does that mean? What what traits are that? I, I ask the question, but then I have to ask what traits those are.
1: I'm I'm not that much into the Zodiac, so I I really could tell you. But
2: I, when you read it, does it seem like it's kinda uh,
1: yeah, It's been so time. long since I actually paid attention to it. <laughs> All
2: right. What is your favorite Birmingham restaurant?
1: I would say my favorite Birmingham restaurant uh, it no longer exists. Uh it was LaVos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember. But if I Went from the to somewhere where I would recommend now, I, I guess I'd say the fish market.
2: Okay. And what is your favorite scripture, Bible figure, or Bible
1: story? Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are beautiful, think on these things.
2: Man, you just shut it down with that one. iPhone or Android?
1: iPhone. You just picked my
2: phone. <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Healing. Beautiful. Beautiful. My friend, um, I want you to, on this is it Eve or Eve Eve of the A.G. Gaston Motel reopening? Tell us a little bit about that, and then tell us what else is going on this summer uh, and the remainder of the summer for the Civil Rights Institute.
1: Well, when we think about the A.G. Gaston Motel opening, it is a national landmark, um, in 2017, of course, Barack Obama designated the Civil Rights Institute, the Gaston Motel, uh, St. Paul's United Methodist Church, the 16th Street Baptist Church, Bethel Baptist Church to be the Birmingham Civil Rights National Monument in and, and areas that are directly related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think of a national monument, this is something that focuses the country's attention on a particular narrative, and the narrative of A.G. Gaston alone Sands the motel is something that we should all uh, be humbled by. Mm. Uh, you're talking about somebody that had no more than an eighth grade education who in today's dollars would be a billionaire. Yeah, uh, A.G. Gaston um, has been credited with... Developed in the black middle class in Birmingham. This man created so many opportunities for employment that he and his wife had to run a business college in order to empower people to take advantage of the things that they'd given them. Yeah. So without anything else, that in itself is something to be worthy of. But when we think of that motel, that motel was a gathering place for some of the greatest civil rights leaders that ever walked the face of the earth. When we had Project C in Birmingham, uh, the collaboration between the Alabama Christian Movement for Human Rights and Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth, along with the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and Martin Luther King and Ralph Abernathy, their war room, where they met, where they went behind closed doors And, you know, it wasn't always a smooth conversation, but they stayed behind those doors of that building, that fortress, until they could come out with a unified front and take on the most segregated city in the United States of America and topple Bull Connor. When you think of their war room there, when you think of the idea that they bombed that motel... The same day that they bombed uh, Reverend A.D. King's home because the city of Birmingham agreed to negotiate with those civil rights leaders mm-hmm. who had brought Birmingham to the precipice of change. But they, in their last ditch efforts, they went after the Gaston Motel to try to stop what was going on. Right. We, we have to hold that place as the shrine of freedom that it is. You can look at the Gaston Motel socially, economically, and politically, and it is a cornerstone for the story that is the Birmingham Civil Rights Movement.
2: So what will the opening and, you know, moving forward be like? Will there be tours? Can you actually look off into the rooms like— How will it be set up?
1: Well, initially, you'll be able to go in. There is a wonderful exhibit there today uh, on the life and the contributions of A.G. Gaston, which I've only—I haven't even scratched the surface of it. Right, right. Uh, And so it's worthy of people's time and attention uh, to get to re-know the man. And, and buy that book, Titan. Yes. Yeah. And 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 learn from the idea that, in the face of withering opposition, he was able to be one of the wealthiest men in this state, black or white, and he used his power to uplift others. Uh, you'll also be able to go into the courtyard where the historic press conference was when. The big three, you know, Dr. King and Abernathy and Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth, when they were able to announce to Birmingham and the world that the demonstrations here were successful Mm. and that change was coming. So you can see that historic courtyard. You can learn more about Gaston. You can be in that place where— Anytime you would have looked around, you would have seen somebody like James Devil or Jesse Jackson and just these people were just walking through like it was right. ordinary and okay. I mean, right. that was a, a legendary place. And it's been shuttered for so long, but now it is open to a whole new generation that there's some people that the last time it was open, they weren't even born. Right. You know, and so now people can go in and they can learn even more about the narrative that makes Birmingham such a special place.
2: That's so awesome. Um, and and bring us home with what else is going on with the Civil Rights Institute for the remainder of the summer.
1: Well, uh, the legacy program that I was just mentioning to you, uh, this is their time. Okay. Uh, they will be uh, giving guided tours to the public uh, from now to the third week of July. Uh, those tours, uh, you pay to get in, but you don't have to pay for them to give you a tour, Mm -hmm. and we encourage people to come down and let them do what they've trained to do. Give them an opportunity. Give them a chance. Um, We're also uh, working with um, NASA to uh, recognize Sally Ride, who's the first woman to go into space. And uh, so, and we're... We just left Juneteenth, and we're tremendously, that was so much fun. We're happy about it. Yeah, it was, man. It was a cookout. Yeah, it was. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and and before that, you know, of course, we um, had the reenactment of the Children's March,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm still on a, a high from that. To to walk into the Sixteenth Street Baptist Church and see over a thousand young people energized by Reverend Calvin Woods, you were able to take 63 and 23 and put them together in the same room and it blew up. It was Mm. explosive. Uh, But we're going to continue looking at the 60th anniversary um, events that took place in Birmingham. And so, uh, tragically, of course, there's going to be the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. And so there are still many things that happened during that 60th, uh, like the integration of possessed for example, there are many things that happened in that 60th year that we're still following and we're still, um, commemorating.
2: Well, man, I want to, um, tell you just how important it is to have you, you are, you're Birmingham treasure, man. Like seriously. And, um, you know, I, I, I won't say I'm a history buff, but I like history. I, I, I I'm buffish. I know, I know a few <laughs> things, but um, you're a treasure, man, and I, I lift you up and I thank you for the generations and generations and generations that your stories and your um, history lessons uh, teach the world.
1: No, I thank you for. It giving me this platform to remind and cajole and urge people to be a part of what we do because it's here for them.
2: I want to thank my friend Barry McNeely for joining us. I want to thank you all for listening and watching. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, urbanham.com, and urbanham.news. God bless.
0: Hello, I am Dr. Brandi Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison, author of the best selling book, Shine Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream, Focus on It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-I-B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205-948-7129. It is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life.